Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Tuesday to you. Uh, we've been talking to Avi Loeb now for years and years and years, and everyone else ripped us off. Friggin' Chris Cuomo can't find a <laughs> guest on his own. Uh, so Avi's a good friend of ours, and uh, we've been with Avi through uh, Amuamua and the meteor that he went to Papua New Guinea, and we'll talk about those things. But what I want to talk to Avi about is uh, this essay that he wrote about uh, extraterrestrials and AI and how we should treat them, how we should think about them ethically, depending on who they are and what they're made of. Avi, great to talk to you again. It's great to be with you. Uh, I, I, I'm reading this. I, I'm going I'm to use your example and let you take it off from there because I love this. Uh, as you were talking to your students and saying that the menus of Harvard Square restaurants offer meals made out of animals that rank lower than us on the sentient scale, and, and a lot of people don't feel bad at all about eating a, a lower life form. So if a... a, a, a alien crashes and we harvest the body, do we eat it? And what is that based on? I think that's fascinating. Take it from there, please. Oh, yeah. So my point is we have great respect for intelligent beings. And on Earth, so far, we felt that we are superior, that we are the most intelligent species. But that may not be the case in the future. Either if we have a visitor from another planet Uh, and uh, that visitor represents a higher intelligence, we have to respect that uh, and uh, not not put it in our soup uh, um, and not eat it. And and the same applies to artificial intelligence because um, it's quite possible that within the coming years we will have systems that with more connections than the number of synapses in the human brain. And uh, in the same way that we uh, don't pull the trigger, I mean, that's against the law to, to kill a person. Uh, we don't want to uh, take uh, uh, the power out of uh, an AI system uh, that would be equivalent to starving an intelligent being. And um, so um, uh, my colleague uh, uh, argued that, uh, well, AI is different than uh, uh, biological systems like humans in the sense that uh, you can plug them back uh, into the electric outlet afterwards. You can uh, store their um, uh, information uh, or code, you know, in terms of the weights they are using in um, large language models and so forth. And uh, and I said, well, that's, um, you know, we think of humans not as machines because we don't understand biology well enough. But uh, in principle, you know, I 
uh, humans are just like uh, machines. I mean, uh, I treat my body as, as um, treating a car that was provided by a dealership. In, in my case, the dealers were my parents. Um, and uh, if we understood biology, we could have uh, repaired the human body, augmented it. We could have extended the lifespan of people, uh, just like we repair computers. Avi, I'm thinking about the other way around, that if the aliens land here and they haven't fully already researched us, which I'm sure they would have, but let's say for the thought experiment that they have not. Uh, I don't know the literal uh, definition of sentience by by earthlings, but let's say it's something along the lines of we're self-aware. We understand the past, present and the future. We can uh, we can think about our own demise, make connections with others. What if the aliens have a very different definition? What if for them you're not sentient until you can bend uh, uh, space time? Then they'll they'll put us in their soup, right? Um, yeah, yeah, but for some reason it, it seems to me that the more intelligent the, the being is, the more um, generous it is because you're not posing a threat. You know, it's. Um, I mean, I, I, I see it as a benefit for us to interact with things that are smarter than us, just like meeting a smarter uh, student in, in, in your class. You know, you, you can learn from that student. Of course, for some people, it's, it's a problem because it uh, um, goes against their ego to, to think that others can be better than them. But I see it as an opportunity to grow. And um, I don't ex- if they are much more intelligent than us, we don't pose a threat. I think mm-hmm. for us, it's, a, it's just a, a role model to imitate because they reached our doorstep before we reached their doorstep. And there is a lot for us to learn. I mean, uh, you know, in two weeks, I'm going to uh, a celebration of uh, 550 years uh, to Nicolas Copernicus in Poland, organized by the government of Poland. And uh, uh, they asked me to give a keynote lecture. And mm-hmm. uh, my lecture title would be The Next Copernican Revolution. And by that, I mean uh, that Copernicus realized that we are not at the center, the physical center of the universe. And the next Copernican revolution would be to realize that we are not at the intellectual center of the universe, that there are neighbors who are smarter than we are, and that offers an opportunity for us to grow. Avi, uh, I want to move on, but I just want to put a pin in something you said. I think it's fascinating uh, that you said the more intelligent a species or creature is, the more generous it's likely to be. And as you said that, I'm trying to think of our history, and I'm not sure that that's true on the planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> but but it's a fascinating. It, I'd love to hear you and some other great thinkers kick that one around someday. That's really good. Uh, Avi, uh, I, go, no, please, go ahead and respond. Yeah, well, well, I mean, one thing I discovered in life is that uh, – you don't want to um, do mud wrestling because it gets you dirty. And so I think a, a sufficiently intelligent being just doesn't get into the mud wrestling game of zero-sum games of, of uh, showing superiority because that, you know, that being is so much ab- above us that it doesn't need to engage with us. And yeah. I think um, also the, the universe is so big, you know, that it doesn't make sense to obsess just with the real estate on one planet next to one star. Yeah. Um, let me branch out to some other things I've seen that I need you to explain to me. Uh, I'm seeing that we the, the, the web is picking up galaxies that appear to be older than the universe itself. Can you help me with that one? 
No, it's uh, that's not. I mean, they appear to be large and massive uh, with lots of stars and much brighter than we expected early on in the universe. But we can sort of understand uh, that perhaps uh, the formation of, of stars in those galaxies was accelerated relative to present day galaxies because they had they were much more compact and they had more gas and everything went faster. And so it's, it doesn't violate anything fundamental uh, so far, uh, but it's just surprising that such big galaxies exist early on. And moreover, big black holes exist early on. Black holes grow uh, bigger than uh, expected. And uh, it's sort of, we, we are seeing giant babies in the delivery room of the universe. That's the point. Uh, and, uh, and so that's surprising, but you can get the giant babies if they eat enough food. Okay, fair enough. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm seeing headlines that Amuamua is returning or has returned. Was that just clickbait or is this happening? No, it's not happening. Uh, it went away, but within a year we'll have a new uh, observatory, the Rubin Observatory in Chile that was funded by the National Science Foundation at uh, uh, two-thirds of a billion dollars, and uh, it will survey the southern sky every four days with a camera that has 3.2 billion pixels, and mm. it could find an Oumuamua-like object every month because mm. it will be extremely wow. sensitive. And I just, over this weekend, I did a simple calculation that made me a little worried because I calculate there is a lot of trash in space. These are fragments from collisions of satellites, from rockets, that we launched. There are 130 million uh, tiny fragments the size of a grain of sand uh, circling Earth. Uh, And uh, there are about a million that are between a millimeter and a centimeter and um, um, bigger than a centimeter. And then uh, bigger than 10 centimeters, there are about uh, 40,000. So Lots of objects, and they could reflect sunlight and, and contaminate the images from the Rubin mm-hmm. Observatory that I was talking about. But, but I think astronomers will, will be able to um, overcome that challenge. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Avi Loeb. He's the head of astronomy at uh, Harvard. So last we spoke to you, uh, Avi, you had recovered some materials from Papua New Guinea. You were testing them. Uh, it was very promising. It was very interesting. These sphericals that appear to not be uh, from Earth or possibly uh, manufactured. Update us on that. Where, are we, where do we stand? Right. So we found altogether 850 spherules. These are molten droplets at the site of this meteor, and most of them are background uh, particles, but uh, out of them we found a subset uh, of uh, more than a dozen uh, spherules that uh, has a very unusual composition that was never reported in the scientific literature. It was not found in the solar system. It, It doesn't look like it came from Earth or from the Moon or from Mars. Uh, and so um, we gave it a name, and we uh, are summarizing the results as of, as of now in a very extended scientific paper. We already uh, last week had a, sh- a shorter version of the paper public, accepted for publication. Mm-hmm. So we are getting results that are intriguing, and w- therefore we are now planning the next expedition to collect bigger pieces, not just the molten droplets from the object, but actually pieces of the object. Uh, It will be more expensive to do it, but we know where to go, and we hope to do it in 2024.
Very cool. I need to find a way for you to sign my copy of Interstellar. Uh, what are you working on now? Where do people find your work, your books, and keep up uh, with the Papua New Guinea uh, project? Right. So um, I write uh, on medium.com. You can just search for Avi Loeb at medium.com. The subscription doesn't cost anything, and I give updates about my work there. Um, we are now... Um, so I, I basically summarize everything that is happening. And um, my second book, Interstellar, is available anywhere uh, in any bookstore. And uh, I'm starting to work on the next book right now. And there is also a Netflix documentary that should come out mm. in 2025. So very cool. it's uh, all very exciting. And there is a play that we hope to bring to New York City that was written about my research. Uh, <laughs> it's called uh, A Piece of Sky. Very nice. Thank you, Avi. Continued success. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Very good. I'm never getting that book signed. <laughs> getting too big he for you, Dave. He passed right past that, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He was just like, not going to touch it. You think he'd eat Andrew? No, no he says the, the smarter you are, the less you would do that. So oh, okay. he's pretty smart. That's true. Good point. I'm not sure. I, I'm with you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not I, I didn't, sure I didn't want to push him because he's the head of astronomy at Harvard. I mean, we had some pretty smart humans that were pretty damn mean. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we sure kick a lot of dogs. Yeah. yeah, right. I get what you guys are saying, but don't you think the vast majority of people are being kind? I mean, in order for a society to function? Oh, I, yeah, I would agree the majority. I also thought it was very interesting when he said that the most intelligent among us have evolved past... Uh, the mud wrestling. And, you know, I try to. I think our show tries to stay out of the mud, but when you live in mud, it's hard not to sling it now and then. Yeah. Uh, I would like to be one of those people who evolve past the mud slinging. Do you think war is inherently unintelligent? Like going, like the act of going to war? Do you think that we as a society maybe should have moved past? Something as simple as we can't we can't agree on this without my, uh, my, blowing up parts my of our land. Best guess is that our uh, amazing brain and our capacity for intelligence is at constant war. No pun with our basic instinct to survive, and that whether it's a real war, like oh we're going to China, or it's a war with someone at work who you can't stand. Uh, that we're constantly fighting our baser instincts that I'm going to survive and you're not with, we should really be able to do better than this. Hmm. What do you guys think? That's smart. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Obviously still listening on Zoom and writing down everything I say. He's like, <laughs> yep, yep. He's... We're going to see that exact thing pop up in a medium article. <laughs> next It'll week. be a part of the stage show. <laughs> <laughs> right. We should all get a part in that. A walk on part. Yeah. We'll be the ones in the mud. Oh, no, it's the moon. Then you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll play a guy that can't find the moon. But where is it? Yes, play a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can find some motivation for that. Okay, sports question. But anyone can answer and anyone should. You have to win one game in football, baseball, and basketball. What one person are you taking to lead your team? It can be a running back, it can be a quarterback, it can be a center, it can be a point guard. But it's the same guy for all three. No. No, that's a good question. That's what uh, I was thinking. <laughs> no. Who are you taking for football? Who's leading your team? Mm, well, it's got to be a quarterback because nobody else impacts the game enough. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. 
Who? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I thought you said Oscar <laughs> Majomes. I'm like, <laughs> I'll take. Good. I'll take Oscar Majomes. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mahomes. I'm gonna try baseball. It's got to be a pitcher, otherwise it's not going to work. Uh, Randy Johnson. Interesting choice. Yeah, he's scary. Imagine six foot eleven coming from almost side. Like if you're a left-handed yeah. batter, the ball's coming from behind you across the plate at a hundred. Basketball. Keep, Michael Jordan. That one's too. I, Not now. It should. No, no. Duh. <laughs> he hit you with the duh. We're not talking duh. about now. It's we're talking about all the time, right? I thought we were talking about now. I mean, so I you just, thought he wanted Randy Johnson? Now he's like 50. 20 years ago. I didn't hear Randy Johnson. I was. Talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What athlete would you pick in, to go across the sports? That's the tough one. And it's a really good one. one. I got, I've got it. It might be Dave Winfield. Jeez. Dave Winfield was You're drafted. You're today. Dave Winfield's a ba- he's a first of all, he's a baseball Hall of Famer, so he's one of the best baseball players ever to live. He was drafted by the NBA and the NFL as well. That's good. I was thinking Bo Jackson. <clears throat> Bo Jackson would be great. I mean, he's short by by basketball standards, but I guarantee you he could have dunked. I mean, he he was probably pretty good, better than your average bear. Anyone agree disagree? Uh I might. I, I. I think I'd stick with Mahomes I, across all three. Mm. I think he'd do fine at all three. I think he'd do fine in basketball. I mean, it, it maybe. That's tough, man. It really is a tough question because there's so there's such unique things, right? Like to win in football, like Bo Jackson, it's a running back. Well, if you don't have a quarterback, they're going to shut you down. If you don't have an offensive line, but if you're the quarterback, you have more control. It's just that that's what makes it very difficult. If you're a hitter in baseball, like I picked Dave Winfield. Well, he only bats four times in a game. How much am I going to really be able to rely on that guy? Can I ask a really dumb question with 30 mm-hmm. seconds left? So, Wheels, you were talking about you played with uh, Brock Purdy's dad. Yes. How come it's it, it happens so often that, like, a pro athlete begats a pro athlete? Is it just like, hey, my dad has just been training me my whole it's life? It's a lot of things, but it, it, for, uh, genetics is one because you know they had physical ability that are in the genes. So you got partly genetics. You've got training, especially when you come to, like, throwing Mahomes. I'm sorry, Purdy's a thrower. His dad was a pitcher. Uh, but then you also have money. I mean, those professional uh, athletes make money. They can train. You have great access to facilities all the time, Great, the best coaching available to you, even if it's not your dad. And it works for non-athletes. I have my dad's <clears throat> genetics, which is why I pull my pants up to my nipples. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 336 DGS. Dave Murray is with us. Dave, we're back to we're back to exactly what we were back to before yesterday. <laughs> yep. Yep. And see how today is kind of the day we're going to pull out of it. And tomorrow morning, it's still going to be kind of gloomy when you wake up. But the sun comes back tomorrow afternoon. We start to warm up. And then it's all about springtime, Thursday and Friday. Nice. Really okay? nice. Is, okay. it, is, is there a name for this? Is this like the the something something, the blueberry, blackberry something? Oh, you, oh, you. <laughs> I think that's it. I think it's the blueberry, blackberry. You know what? I couldn't that's ask it. a question like that had I not gone to watch you long. <laughs> you framed it perfectly. You know, it, if it was the third week of January, it'd be the January thaw, but it's not, you know, it's not really warming up until early Feb. So it uh, didn't expect a true January thaw this year and, uh, and we're not going to get one. Dave, Do you know I... what happened? Oh, go ahead. Do you know what happened in history on this date? No. Ni- 1982. Does that ring a bell? Oh, the big snow. Oh, Sweet. The blizzard. Nice. Yeah. This is it. This is, yep, the blizzard of 1982. It was about a six-hour event that officially it dropped a little over 13 inches of snow. Most of us got 25 inches of snow. The city was paralyzed for almost five days. Uh, Next time I go to my mom's, I'm going to find that picture of me and my dad up on the roof for for that one. That was amazing. Dave, is that the biggest snow on record in St. Louis, or have we had bigger? There's actually a bigger one. It was in March, towards the end of March. It goes back to the 1800s. But this this was a a once in a lifetime event because it was a thunder snow, and it was you know you went to Columbia, Missouri, nothing. You went to Mount Vernon, Illinois. It was rain. It was just in the corridor from south to north, right through St. Louis, that got hammered by this because it was thunderstorm. It was a training event, thunderstorm after thunderstorm after thunderstorm. And at times it was four inches an hour as far as snow rates. Man, could you imagine dealing with that in the 1800s? Oh, (laughs) I I don't know. Would would it be easier? I don't know. I can't imagine dealing with making bacon in the 1800s, much less (laughs) four feet of snow. Like, can you get your horse snowed in? (laughs) Sure, why not? Dave, I I had uh, seen on Instagram earlier today an infograph letting me know that we had just made it through the 10 darkest weeks of winter. Do you think that's true? Okay. So, yeah, because yeah, well, sometimes fe- I see stuff like that, and I'm like, is that even a real? Uh, yeah. Well, February 2nd, Groundhog Day, is the midway point of winter. Okay. So it's half over. Also, can I call myself out for something? Avi Loeb is one of the smartest guys I'm ever going to talk to. Head of astronomy at Harvard. <laughs> he, like, discovered a muamua, right? This, the, the first interstellar object we've ever seen. I saw on TikTok that it's coming back and it's not alone. And I asked Avi Loeb, so Avi, understand Moo is coming back? He's like, no, you friggin' idiot. Of course it's, not. <laughs> it's, it's in something called an orbit, you ninny. And I'm not signing that book either. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
And I was like, well, it was right between videos of people getting real mad in parking lots, so I'm pretty sure you're wrong. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, people, people put together these infographs, and they look really they slick. They look really good. And then you think, right. well, anyone who knows how to do Photoshop could just put something like that together. I mean, I'm sure there's nothing <laughs> malicious behind the 10 darkest weeks of winter infographs, but right. I still question everything. Right. Yeah. Dave's had all the forecasting. Uh, well, this, that's Thursday, 65 for the high. Oh, we yeah. need to wow. put that number out there. 84 is the record from 1911. 84. Then Friday, 60 for the high on Friday. 70 is the record from 2020. Next shot of rain is Saturday night and Sunday. Could be a, a pretty good rain. The West is getting very active again. There'll be at least three, maybe four storms coming from the West Coast through the Southwest and then up through the middle of the country. Um, we've got all those to look forward to. Very good. Uh, let's do some audio. Okay. Would you like to start with yours, Dave? I don't know what mine is. You have, we have the wrap. <laughs> we have the wrap that you wanted from yesterday. Oh, does anyone want, want to hear yeah, uh, Ben Shapiro do. rapping? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money like Liz, so my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whap. Dog, it's a yarmulke. Homie, no cap. Look at the grass. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television. Dog, no one knows who you are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karen's. And I make racks off compound interest. Y'all live with your parents. Nikki, take some notes. I just did this for fun. All my people, download this. Let's get a billboard number one. This ain't rap. Okay. Uh, we could have done without that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that sure happened. Busted. <laughs> he's like, I talk like this. Apparently, I rap like this as well. It's, yeah, it's just him talking. I mean, he's and then they cut it talker. all together. Yeah, I'm not sure he did. I think they just cut it together. Yeah. Yeah. I was popping and locking like crazy. Yeah, you were, <laughs> man. It's very you, funny. You're really he moving, especially says, those elbows. He says he wants a billboard number one. Yep, that's <clears> what they call it. Well, he got it. They all say. He, they got the number one song on iTunes. Mm. Uh, let's do a Hamburglar. Okay. Would you like to <laughs> intro this, Wheels? Uh, no, this is just McDonald's is rolling it out. Hamburglar reviews the double cheeseburger. Rubble, rubble. He said it's hotter, <laughs> juicier, and tastier than ever before. Rubble, rubble. Rubble, rubble. Uh, so I've been wondering what Wheels' hot take was going to be since he wanted me to pull this audio. I just wanted to play and the Hamburglar with the with the AI voice from TikTok. <laughs> and hearing Kevin laugh like that, I'm like, oh, okay. He just, he just liked it. Rubble, rubble. He just dig it. <laughs> that's That's... That's the radio version of Kevin going, hey, I found something in my pocket. <laughs> Fear pull my finger. <laughs> Grace, what do you got? Make it smart. I actually don't have audio today. I'm sorry. <laughs> that might be a good thing, Rachel. <laughs> Play the hamburger again. Oh, wait, I do have something. Wait. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money's like this in my pockets are the more I hear it, I will say, the more I'm like, okay. But yeah. then he says something like, but then he says something okay. like, I'm on television to, to make it fit in the yeah. flow. And I'm like, oh, that's not how you do it. I will say better than I thought it was going to be. That's heavily, heavily, and heavily I produced. Have quite low expectations. So that's not saying much. But, but to Kevin's point, I would love to see him do it live. I would like to get into it. I mean, I think any one of us could go into a studio with someone who knows what they're doing and be that better than that. Yes. Let's no do cap. it. Let's go. No cap. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, you have some Trump audio here. It says Trump test. Oh, I love this one. This one, here's what makes me laugh. So this is him talking about the test that he took, the cognitive test, make oh, yeah. sure that you oh, yeah. don't oh, yeah. have Alzheimer's. Or whatever. Yeah. So let's just play it, then we'll talk about it afterwards. But I said, well, I'm good at tests, so 
what's the story? He said, well, the problem is, you know, people will find out. And uh, if you do badly, it's not a particularly good thing. You don't want to have some guy get like uh, like a disaster. I said, well, is that a hard test? It can be hard. I said, look, I got to take it because I got to shut it up. And I took it and I aced it. I think it was 35, 30 questions. And let me tell you, you know, they always show you the first one, like a giraffe, a tiger, or this, or that, a whale. Which one is the whale? Okay, and that goes on for three or four, and then it gets harder and harder and harder, and then it's multiplied 3,293 times four, divide by three. They have plenty of tough stuff. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. He took a cognitive test. My dad took a cognitive test. My dad got them right as well, and he had full-blown Alzheimer's. <laughs> they don't give you five-digit goodwill Mouth hunting problems. questions. <laughs> but the they do sw- show you pictures of animals. Yes, they do. And one's not a whale, by the yeah, way. You get the sense <clears throat> in him talking about it that he said the whale thing, which is true, and then he saw like everyone's faces in the crowd, and then yeah. he was like, but they also have really hard ones. <laughs> not just which one's the whale. Yeah, I would. And this look, I couldn't do it either. But if it was like a three digit, 493 times 15 divided by five, I would bet every penny I have he couldn't do it. And neither could I. Yeah, I got right. You guys want to listen to the rap one more time? One more time. Let's look at the stats. I've got the fact. 351 DGS and KMOX. We have the Think Tank coming up at 4 with Kurt Barr and Braxton Payne. Headlines, Rach. Yes, Headlines is brought to you by Schnooks. Find hundreds of exclusive digital offers and coupons with the Schnooks Rewards app. I'm sorry we talked about Taylor Swift so much. I know a lot of times it can be overload, but I thought this was a very interesting story. Taylor Swift could influence the election, and no, not in the way that they're sending the Chiefs to the Super Bowl purposely so Taylor can endorse Biden, but because Newsweek did a poll that found that 18% of voters, 18% say they're, quote, more likely or significantly more likely to vote for a candidate if they're endorsed by Taylor Swift. It's quite a number. And that's a really big group. That's a really important group. Are they a group that largely would have voted for Biden anyway? Yeah, but I... I, I don't, I don't know that. I'm asking the question. I have no idea. My guess is they're a group that may not have voted that's at all. That's what I was going to say, too. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, if you're waiting... I mean, this is no shade against Taylor Swift, but if you're waiting for Taylor Swift to tell you to vote for her, you probably weren't going to vote Doesn't in the first she have place. something like 280 million Instagram followers? I can check right now. I, I thought it was a number that was that big that it shocked me. It was almost as many people as we have in America. I was going to say, that's like the population of America. Yeah. yeah. But she has a worldwide Two, audience. Obviously. 279 million. Jeez. So if she were to put out an Instagram saying, hey, look, you you got to vote for Joe Biden because Donald Trump's trash and X, Y, Z and all that kind of stuff. Like, not just in passing, but really do it. Imagine the effect that could have. I'm asking you, Taylor Swift, I'm asking you to go out and vote. Like, I think it would, I don't know that it would make the election. I don't know if it would sway the election, but it would definitely be millions of votes. Yeah. That's that's crazy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if, I don't know what, what Dwayne The Rock Johnson's politics are. He let's doesn't say, have any. He, okay, well, well, he say, won't disclose them. Let's just, I'm just thinking about famous people. Let's just say that he was MAGA. And if he did that, and if he had 100 million people, same thing. And I think it's all fair game. It's fair game. Now, she she did this in 2020. This is not a new thing. 
She did interviews where she said, I'm endorsing Joe Biden or I'm voting for him. So would it change anything compared to 2020? I think just that she's that much bigger. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's been a, this, well, this calendar this. year has been big. The G, the, when, when I say the GOP, I don't mean John Hancock. There, but, but there's story after story after story out there that a lot of the muckety mucks, the leaders of the GOP are melting down about the Super Bowl. About the fact that she's going to be there and it's going to be a big deal and she's going to say this and she's going to say that. Like, it's a real thing. Do you think that's the root of all the nonsense that we've seen? Like, they're just doing anything they can to diminish her opinion in the minds of anybody that might buy into. I think they are making a big mistake. I think every time they talk about a conspiracy theory and it's Taylor Swift. Uh, no one who likes Taylor Swift is going to go, oh, my God, I can't believe it's a PSYOP. They're just going to double down. And most people like me who are in the middle are going to say it couldn't mean less to me. Right. Yeah. So I don't know exactly who they're talking to other than trying to get their base whipped up, which is already whipped up. So <laughs> good point. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.